0: Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RUL, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. What's going on, friends and family? Welcome to another episode of the You Glow Nurse podcast with me, your host, Dallin Lopez, registered nurse, certified health and wellness coach, and CEO of RUL, where I help empower nurses to take back their health and healing and find their voice again. On today's episode, I have fellow PV alumni, Prairie View nurses, alumni with me on here, Miss Lauren Dunn. I was about to say Dr. Dunn. <laughs> Let me go ahead and just give her her flowers. Dr. Dunn is in the building, so I'm super excited to chat with her for another episode, y'all. It's going to be a good one. Before we get into that conversation, I just want to share a few things with you. Um, So if you haven't heard, or maybe you heard in the last podcast, I am sharing a healthy holidays uh, accountability group going live November 1st. So if you want to join us and stay accountable during the holiday season for your health and wellness goals, we'll be following five daily practices, five commitments of nutrition, Fitness, mental wellness during the holidays and so that we can stay on our healthy goals too for nurses. Um, while we're out here doing our thing, serving others, giving to others, making sure that we're making time for our well-being as well. And that what that's what the Healthy Holidays Challenge is all about. So if you want to join us starting November 1st, go ahead to the link in the show notes to sign up and get started with us. I can't wait to see you there. So, y'all season four, we've been talking all about purpose. Purpose redefined, purpose restored. What does it mean when you lose hope, maybe lose your way as a nurse? Maybe you felt like, okay, maybe this is the wrong decision. How did I get here? Or maybe you're looking for a way to elevate in your nursing career and you're you're ready to step into something new and and maybe you need some encouragement along the way. Your purpose path. This season, we've been talking to several guests along the way different nurses different journeys and they've been sharing some of their their struggles some of the ways that they persevered in their purpose path and and it's been an honor to speak to so many amazing guests i am just so thankful that these nurses have decided to pour in to us and to share all of the things that they have learned in this in this journey everyone's journey is unique and it's it's beautiful and taking the the intentionality to enjoy your purpose, I think that's, or enjoy your process, is is really what has proven um, to help you in, in longevity, to help you go further when you enjoy your process, own your process, versus just beating yourself up or um, just wishing things were different. Purpose, just 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 allow it. It's, it's part of life through the struggles we learn and grow and, and, and glow in this thing. So uh, just enjoy your purpose, purpose path, y'all. So I am super excited to bring on another guest, and I want to share a little bit more about her before I bring her on. Dr. Lauren Deason Dunn is a DMP APRN, mental health nurse for 11 years. She is a 2011 graduate from the Great University, Prairie View A and M University. I went there as well. Side notes. adjunct clinical instructor. She's an avid Texas fan and movie goer. Current, currently, she serves as a psychiatric nurse practitioner at UT Physicians. She also does um, a lot of mentorship. We we are in a mentorship group um, with a, with the Prairie View nurses. Um, she serves and she um, such a humble spirit, such a humble person to speak to. So I'm so happy to bring her on, y'all. And just share more about her story. So let's bring her on. Welcome to the show. Hi, Batman is in the building. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great. How are Yay. you?
0: I'm good. I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, thank you for taking your time out. I know you got your scrubs on. You 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 Perfect. are in the middle of it. Yes. You. Yes. You are in the middle of it. So tell us where you're at right now.
1: So right now I'm at the um, basis clinical uh, for my baby nurses. So these are our fresh, brand new. I've never touched an IV pole type of babies, but they're here learning the basic fundamentals of how to be a registered nurse. So they are really excited, nervous. But Mama Bear is here to guide them all the way.
0: I love that. I love that. Describing yourself as Mama Bear. So yeah. what? how did you get into this uh, clinical instructor? Uh, what made you want to go back and give back?
1: So basically it happened while I was in nursing school. While I was sitting in class, I was like, I want to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to pour and make more people like me. (laughs) So I was like, I want to be a a, a nursing instructor. I have to come back and do this. Like, this is where you get your foundation. This is where you learn who you are. I feel like I found Lauren in nursing school because Mm -hmm. you have your biggest struggles. You find out who your friends really are. You make new Mm -hmm. friends, you become family, you get your core character values. So everything happened for me in nursing school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do this. And so I just kept going. I had a mentor, um, Dr. Jackson, all my life since fifth semester. But Oh, I, yeah. Dr. Jackson. She was, was my assigned fifth semester um, mentor. And so I followed her completely because while I was a nursing student, she was in school to be a nursing teacher. So I just Mm. grabbed hold and never let go. I went to school with her sister, so I knew her from the past, but I always just emulated everything that she did. So while she was a nursing school, I was like, I'm going to do that. When she went for her master's, I did that. When she went for her doctorate, I did that. So I latched on and I never let go. So I'm here now. And she's my colleague, boss, mentor.
0: Oh, that is so cool. He said colleague, boss, mentor is still in this thing. I love that. I love that. Just, uh, I hear you also just saying, you know, that's where you found yourself in nursing school. And a lot of, a lot of students that I've spoken to, like, this is the hardest time. And I agree. Nursing school was super hard. I took it twice. I took the NCLEX twice. I was the LBN and, and I went back to school to get my BSN. So I get it. It's yeah. like one of the hardest things, but there was a shift for you where you were just like, This is where I can find myself versus yeah. like this is just the hardest thing ever. I'm never gonna succeed. Have you seen that mindset in in nurses now? Absolutely.
1: Like- um, it's just because you have to persevere, you have to keep pushing. And that's the thing I learned in nursing school because it was fourth semester, which just so happened to be mental health mm-hmm. that I lost my father. And that was like my complete everything. And that taught me like life is going to keep going. How are you going to bounce back? Because I thought if I lose my daddy, like life is I can't do nothing. I'm stuck. And so that's when I had to like push through. And that's what you have to tell people, like life is going to keep going. It doesn't matter if you're in school, if you're out of school, it's going to keep going. So how do you get grounded and keep pushing? And so that's when I I found myself. I found that I had to keep pushing. I had to have a community of people. So I realized, okay, you don't do anything by yourself. You have to have a community and you just got to go. You got to keep moving forward. Sometimes I tell people, don't think, just do. Cause if you think about it, you start realizing all the what ifs and the bad things. But if you just do, you find yourself fulfilling even further.
0: Mm-hmm. Break that down even more. And, and and before we get into that, like, wow, I I didn't know that in nursing school you lost your father. Like, I my condolences. And I hear you talking about him all the time. Like, and right now you're just sharing. And I've seen mm-hmm. him on your social media. But to go through that through nursing school to still persevere. Did you take time off to, you know, Absolutely do your... Absolutely <laughs> So wow. that was the thing. I never
1: had time to take time off because nursing school is, is grinding. You know, mm-hmm. you have exams, you have this and that. To be honest, I missed an exam because I was doing his funeral program.
0: Yeah.
1: I had just um, finished writing the obituary and I was like with my family and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to school. I got a test. And... It was a mental health test and I was five minutes late and I couldn't take it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is life. You you bounce back, you deal with it. So I had to keep going. Um, and then I had a community of friends. My classmates mm. really rallied around me and they were like, what can we do to help you? So I had classmates cooking meals, doing study sessions. We had extra study sessions. It was just like, there was no time for break. What I did learn from that is I should have advocated for myself to have a break. And that's mm-hmm. what um, I tell my students is you are a human and you have life and you have to advocate for yourself. And I'm very happy that the university now has like a uh, attendance excuse policy so mm-hmm. that you submit to the university. Like, Hey, I could have, they didn't have it then, but I could have said, Hey, my father passed. I need this day off. Mm-hmm. And Excuse you, you're still responsible for your work, but you don't have to be present. And that's yeah. something that I learned on the back end because it actually ended hindering me um, mentally from getting to graduation. Like, I actually graduated a semester after I intentionally was supposed to graduate mm-hmm. because I had something called delayed grief. Mm. And it, it, prevented, it provided like this blockage mentally where I could not pass the exit exam, had passed all the classes. I just couldn't get through. And there was one professor that I was working with and she said, you know, it's not that you don't know the information, it's something else. And that's Mm -hmm. when she introduced me to student counseling. Did three sessions, the next day took the test, passed and I graduated. Mm -hmm. So that really drew into my heart and passion of mental health. Like I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, nursing school, was where everything happened for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I just hear so much strength. Like, you talk about the pushing through. You talk about, like, resilience. That's what I hear you talking about. Like, push or pull. What, what's going to happen? Sink or swim? What are you going to do? And those moments, you know, God, you know, he orchestrates it all. He's going to use it all for our good, for his glory all of it but like you you these moments are going to happen wherever mm. you're at you're in nursing school you're out of nursing school you're about to graduate life happens like you've been saying yes. and i hear you talking about the strength just pushing through but then there's also the other spectrum of also giving yourself grace giving yourself kindness being self aware like hey i needed a break i had to advocate for myself and then you had this wonderful community of students like yes. wow like of the co-students, your, your, your colleague. like, that's amazing that they rallied around you and were, was able to support you. Like, I, I, I don't know what I would have done in my, in that situation as well, but to have a community to help you, like, how important it, is it to have community? How did you build that community? How are you building well, that community now? They always tell you
1: to, in order to be friendly, you have to show yourself friendly. Like there's always been in the Bible, like show yourself friendly. So you had to make yourself vulnerable, and open. Mm. Sometimes people are always like, no new friends. No, let's embrace new friends because sometimes- Come on! New, I love that. These new friends will take you through places that you you just wouldn't know. So I had to be vulnerable. I had to open up and say, you know what, you guys? I'm struggling. I'm sad. I can't do this. I need help. And when I welcomed the help, they were right there all the time. It was just, just a mirror of just opening the door, breaking down that wall, removing that barrier and allowing people to be what you need them to be. Like they are there because they were in the struggle too. (laughs) Like when you're in nursing school, we're all struggling. We're all trying to make it. You can't be like the crab in the bucket. Like we're all trying. And so once you like open up and let people in, that was it. That was life changing for me. Mm, Being vulnerable. We don't do that a lot in this society. Yeah, Even
0: as nurses, we're kind of like, because oh, we got we like
1: it. It's a bad thing to be weak. But like the Bible it's always says, thing. his strength is made perfect mm. in your weakness. So it's okay to be weak. It's okay yes. to acknowledge that you need help, that you yeah. need somebody. And once we get over that stigma, that being weak is bad, or I don't need nobody, like life is better with people. You're supposed mm. to be You're supposed to be with people. You're supposed to be in a community. Like, I base everything on my spiritual foundation. Not once in the Bible did you see anybody doing anything alone. It was always in twos, in groups. Like, you and this person go over here. You and this person go there. Nobody ever did anything alone because we're not supposed to travel alone. Like, we need community.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we do have sometimes our alone seasons where you have to regroup. Yeah and then come back off, out, you know, and be ready as well. So I do agree with you. But I have seen also just the vulnerability. Sometimes you got to like, I don't know, like, do some healing first, you know, like, go see a counselor, like you were saying, like, maybe. but that was still with with someone that's still with someone. Yeah. So doing some some self care there for sure. And, and I love that, you know, during one of this, hardest times in your life, you know, lost your your father had some struggles, like you still were able to persevere with, you know, some people looking into you, pouring into you, you know, having those mentors, having your community, you know, that's, that's so amazing. And now it's giving you, you know, even though it was one of your roughest, roughest times in your life, it gave you a breakthrough to purpose, to clarity, yeah. like, yes
1: like that's why i'm in mental health nursing because all of this happened while i was in mental health the mm-hmm. class and it taught me like i i have a bigger purpose than mm-hmm. just going out and saying oh i'm a nurse like i have to reach people where they are i have to touch them i have to understand why i always wanted to know why and mental yeah. health nursing allows me to tap into that but why but why but why There's always a reason for everything like it's always the underlying reason and most people don't know that it's an underlying reason like right off the bat you gotta get in deep you gotta know Mm -hmm. it so like yeah it's it's
0: it's always a why
1: and i I, I find out the why
0: yeah it and sometimes especially with people interaction like with interaction with anybody like You may feel like you know, like, I don't know, this is helping me with my mental health. Like, you might feel like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying, or this is how I interpret it. Your actions do this. But really, like, we don't know the why until we ask. We can't assume anything. Exactly. And so, curiosity coming in with that curiosity, coming in with that, like, "Hmm, I wanna better understand you. I better wanna understand this situation. God, I wanna understand what you're showing me in this situation. What are you telling me about me? What are you showing me? about others like I love that being curious and I think that has helped me a lot in my mental health just being able to not assume not people people read mind reader be a mind reader but let me let me just have the attitude of like curiosity expect the good maybe mm-hmm. they're stressed, maybe they got things going on right. you know like versus just thinking the worst sometimes you know so yeah I love that. I love that. So you were able to to break through to this to this purpose and mental health. Tell us about your journey in mental health, like how you are helping um, where you're at, working where you're at. What are some challenges maybe that you've experienced in your path to purpose um, right now and how you've grown?
1: So unlike everybody that tells you, oh, you have to have a med search background. No, you do not. I literally graduated college and went straight into mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, I was looking for a job on the couch (laughs) and a behavioral health position popped up and I was like, okay, let's just try it. Um, went in the interview, got hired on the spot. So I started in like private sector psych where they're not governed by the state um, or JCO or anything like that. They're just private sector. And so you really get to the nitty and gritty of it. Like there was no on-call doctor. There was like, this is your critical thinking skills. How are you going to help this person? Mm-hmm. Um, we were paper charting. And I know many people don't even know about that, but we were paper charting and it's like you and 13 Patience, and you're like, How are you gonna do this? Um, so that really got my critical thinking skills like going. And then I was doing um, children and then adults, and then after that, I did a little nursing, um, school nursing, and I kept seeing um, labels like people always label them as bad. And I'm like, No, mm. it's something else. Like, this baby needs to go get tested. I think they have like ADHD, I think they're on the autism spectrum. And so, doing that, I was like, I gotta get back to mental health, I gotta do this permanently. So then I started working in the hospital um, and then that's when I decided to pursue, you know, higher education. And I was like, I want to go into the clinic. I told everybody every day I'm going to work in a clinic. I'm going to work in a clinic. I'm going to work in a clinic. And so I did. Uh, when I became a psych MP, I immediately moved into the clinic. Um I worked at a real fast paced clinic first where I was like, OK, I got to get my skills. And then I was like, I got to get back to the heart of UT because that's where my heart is. I never left UT. I was teaching with UT. I always had one foot in the door because I knew that's where I wanted to be. So now I'm in the community in Acres Home. Um, I'm their psychiatric clinician. So I handle all things adults. I did move away from children um, because adults need community. So I do med management. Um, I do referrals for therapy. I do ref- referrals for testing because a lot of times people have had these mental health conditions and they didn't know about them they just felt like oh I'm just always angry or I'm just always sad or they call me crazy so being Mm -hmm. able to unlock and give them that sense of security that no this is what's really happening in your brain. and This is how we can treat it. And when I when people come in my clinic, I just have them, I say, this is an experience. Whatever happens in this, this is just you and I. Talk to me like I'm your friend, your cousin, your best friend. Whatever you want me to be, that's what I'm going to be. I remove the titles. I don't wear scrubs. I wear a T-shirt, some J's or some kicks because that's usually how the conversation starts is, I like your shoes. And so um, we just sit back and relax. Sometimes I offer lemonade, tea, whatever your specialty is, we just sit there and we have a conversation. Mm. It's not me probing. It's just us having a conversation. And when I open that door for us having a conversation, a lot is unfolded, but the person feels comfortable. They're comfortable telling you what's going on. And then we come up with a plan. And I always tell them, you're in the driver's seat. I'm just in the passenger seat with an extra break because I can see things ahead. But whatever you want to do, it's based on what you want to do. I'm just here to support yeah. you. And that really, really pushes compliance. So I do that um, long hours, eight, six, four days a week. But it's really fulfilling when you can bring a person from point A to point B and they were involved in their treatment. It's everything.
0: Hmm. You're so right on about that. Like Even as a coach, and we were talking about this earlier, Like putting people in the driver's seat. Like, yes, we are professionals. Yes, we're medical professionals. But overall, we're here to just give options. Like, this is what we see. This is, you know, but with permission also. Like, Mm -hmm. is this what the patient wants? Do they want to even hear from me? That's something that I'm learning with coaching. And then, okay, can I share, you know? But ultimately giving the, the patient, the client, the keys, To the car. Yeah, they
1: have to have that autonomy because that's going to encourage them to be independent and make their own decisions. You don't want to be like, uh, this, 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 this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. No, they're not going to be compliant because they feel like they're being told what to do. But when you give them the key and you let them drive and you just say, I'm just here to guide you. Yeah. You get way much more out of them when you give them the choice
0: to choose. Yeah. And the benefit also, and like you said, like, I think also I hear you saying empowerment, we're giving the clients, the patient empowerment, empowering skills. We're seeing that like, hey, you, you have skills, you have strengths within you versus like this deficit type of uh, mindset, like, oh, you need to work on this, you need to do this, you got this problem, you got that, like, but what has worked? What have you done that is working? Like, what are the strengths? And then how that how we can build off of that more of a positive outlook versus just like this deficit mindset that a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, patients experience that in 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 the medical system. And like, I love that you're changing that um, maybe stigma that patients have experienced, especially around mental health. Like, Mm -hmm. what would you tell someone that is like very like, you know, just like the classic you know, just the stigma around it, um, about mental health and, and taking care of their mental health. What are some things as a nurse we can tell them?
1: So I always tell them it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Like that's my Mm. mother, And I was like, mental health happens every day. It's what you want it to be. And then I always break it down. I was like, now if a person had hypertension or diabetes, would you look at them weird? Or would you, like I say, so mental health is just the same. It has to be seen from the same lens of any Mm -hmm. medical condition. And once you stop separating them and just seeing it as a holistic view, that's what helps. That's how you remove the stigma. That's how you open the conversation. When you look at it in the same lens and the same grace and the same understanding people give from medical is the same thing you should do for mental. So when you yeah. change the conversation and change the approach, that's how you get people to open up about how they really feel. But first it's acknowledging it by saying it's OK to not be OK. It's really OK to not be OK, but it's not OK to stay that way. You yeah. have to be willing to change and to work and to understand why do I feel this way? So yeah. it's acknowledging and then opening that conversation for
0: yeah. Acknowledgement that goes a long way. Like just taking the time to acknowledge and just like, Hey, I get it. I feel you. I understand. I hear you. Like, yes. I see you. That's what you're like saying. Like, I see you. You're not just a number in my chart right. on my computer. You're like a person. You're an a image bearer too. Yeah. Like, and I want to serve you the best that I can right now. So making and that one, space. Two. Oh my gosh.
1: One tip is like when you do have your patient interaction, when you're writing your note or any type of charting, put in one important factor that they said so that when you see them the next time, mm. ask about that's really gonna help Follow you develop up. easy report. They're gonna start trusting you. Like I put in things in my note, if they tell me Oh, my kid has a soccer game, and I'm worried about it. The next time I see them, I'm like, "So did we shoot a goal, or what did we do?" And they're like, "What you remembered?" Mm. It's so simple. So just write down one random fact that they tell you. Bring it back to the next conversation because that tells them you're listening, you heard me, and you actually care about what I have mm. to say. Yeah. So documentation key make sure you put that one thing. And that's what I've learned. And someone taught me that they were like, write down that one random fact that the patient tells you and bring it to their remembrance the next time. Cause sometimes they might not even bring it up, but if you bring it up, that opens the door for trust and building. a mm.
0: Yeah. Trust and rapport. Like these are things that are so important to the, To the relationship that we're Mm -hmm. building with our patients, like Mm -hmm. the medical system, we've kind of had a bad rap, y'all. We've had a little bad rap, yeah. But we're we're trying to change. And I love that you're you're changing that. That opening conversations, being Mm -hmm. supportive, being there for your clients, and um, just supporting them. Like, wow, yeah. So with all of this, with all of these tools that you know you're showing others, you're you're teaching, you're volunteering, you're working full-time, you're married, you know, all these things and all these ways that you're helping and serve others. I want to talk about self-care. Yes. Um, personally, like, what are some things that you're doing? What does self-care mean to you in this season?
1: Self-care is taking care of me with the Like it's my D and D. Do not disturb. Okay, Mm, it's the D and D &D for me. There's self care Saturdays. There's soulful Sundays. Um, Saturdays after I'm done with clinicals and everything, that's my time to go get my mani pedis, uh, my massages because I have a monthly massage date. Mm. Because you got to release that tension. And then there's soulful Sundays where I'm taking care of my soul. So I'm church um gotta have church and then family dinner just being around the people who make me me so just Mm. you know being around family you know talking about things i'm not a cook so we're just talking about sports we're all like rivals and then my good sunday nap so we have self-care saturdays and soul for sundays and it just helps you to just release from everything that's going on and separating and getting poured into because you can't pour from an empty cup. So this is how I get filled. And then there's my random mental health days (laughs) that I just take and people don't know because everybody thinks I'm at work. And it's just my personal escape. I might just go watch a movie, um, do laundry. I love the the way the washing machine sounds and the dryer. (laughs) So peaceful. Because it's like a little tune that mine plays and catching up on Netflix shows Yay. and just escaping from the world, like detaching. So it's definitely do not disturb because nobody knows. A lot of people respect the fact that I work. So nobody knows when these days are. So it's like my do not disturb. And that's how I keep myself balanced. And of course, um, having therapy twice a month to make sure that I'm level, make sure that I'm in a good space, make sure Mm -hmm. I'm not compartmentalizing everything that I have heard and have been around with my patients, my students. It's really like making sure I release this weight so that I'm
0: able to be the best me. I love that. I love that. All of those things sound amazing. And just how you have it scheduled and like, you know, it's coming and it's just like, these are my times. These are my days. This yes. is regular routine. It's not just when I can catch it. It's just like, no, this is mandatory. This mm-hmm. is like, as, as much as it's mandatory for me to get up and go work, it's mandatory for my soulful Sundays, my self-care, self-care Saturdays. I call it's- it slow it down Saturdays. That's, that's, what I say. It, that's like, it. I start really slow. Like, but the thing about my Saturday.
1: it, it didn't come naturally. It was mm-hmm. very hard for me. Talk about people. it that I could do something for myself I felt like it was selfish if I took time for myself Mm. and I don't know if that's something that we learned or inherited as you go through nursing school become a nurse you always give of yourself so when you realize you need time for yourself you feel like it's bad I felt like Mm. at first it was a bad thing like why am I taking time for myself I could be caring for somebody else but it took me like getting physically ill and realizing like, hey, hold up. <laughs> you got to care for yourself. You know, you you mm-hmm. have to put yourself first and it's not being selfish. It's This is what you teach other people to care for themselves. You have to take that same advice. So it took a long time. I want to say I was a nurse about five years in mm-hmm. before I realized mm-hmm. you have to do self-care. You have to take care of yourself. Because if you fall out, who's going to be there? So it took a while. It was something that had to be learned and I had to bump my head a couple of times about my own health before I realized
0: you have to set
1: time for yourself.
0: we like that is so serious. Like and these companies we work for, we go so hard for them, you know, like. They're not gonna. They're not gonna voice for you. They're not gonna rally. Oh, you need your self care day. You need well, you know what?
1: And it also depends on the company because it took my boss. Mm. My boss told me he was like, "You work too much." He was like, "You you have a lot of days. You should use them because mm. I have like six months of vacation and sick time just sitting there
0: wow.
1: because I will always be working." He was like, "You have days. You might want to use them." So that's why I was like. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: i love that so i love that there's that leaders that do, that do pay attention a leader.
1: yeah a good leader understands the needs of their employees and mm. once i realized that i'm not just a number i was like oh okay i'm gonna do, i'm gonna use it i'm gonna take time for myself so mm.
0: yeah yeah definitely i love that yeah and I feel you. I, I totally understand. It, it's something in our wiring. Um, same here with self care. Like recently, it's just been like these last four years where I've gone on this self care journey myself and um, just have a new understanding, a new appreciation for self care and what it means. And I'm just like so thankful for this journey. But it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been a struggle. Like you yeah. said, I had the guilt. I had that as well. And I don't know what it is. What, how are we programmed in nursing school? I feel like I the feel self-care, like the resilience, we need to be taught it in the beginning. Like yes. how do yes. we, how do we change that? Dr. Yes. Lauren um, we...
1: is advocating and understanding what, what didn't work for us. <laughs> and that's why I came back as an instructor because I'm like, Hey, this doesn't really work. Let, let's let's shake this up a little bit. That's why in the mentorship program, I was happy that you were able to come and share about health and wellness. Like this is center key. You're like, yes, I want you to pass your class, but you can't pass your class if you're you're not eating, you're not sleeping well, you're mm-hmm. not doing that. So advocating and realizing that we need to be the voice of change. Like mm-hmm. we went It was a struggle for us, but going through that struggle, we learned some things. How dare we keep it to ourselves? Like, we have to come back and tell others, like, don't keep this to yourself. We know it didn't work. Like, I knew that I should have advocated for myself to be off. So I took that, and I brought it back, and I'm Mm. sharing. Because now I'm on this end. I have a voice. I have an opinion. I'm a part of curriculum, you know? So not holding on to it and, like, sharing that information that's top tier. That's how we're going to help this next generation of nurses. Mm, y'all want to say
0: nursing? Let's give it back. How mm-hmm. do we start? And you heard from Dr. Dunn. Let's give back. We all have, especially as nurses that have been like, you know, we're, we're still kind of fresh. I'm like 10 years, 11 years out. Like we, we, we saw the struggles. I mm-hmm. definitely experienced nurse bullying and all the things that just you know, shook me in my beginning of my nursing career. So I want to be a part of the change. Like I, I, we went through COVID, we, we were learning about burnout. Like we have tools to give to this next generation. We mm-hmm. have the resources. Let's be those examples of what, what we didn't have. I know that's been my motivation. Like I want to be that role model mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Like, I don't know. I, I always thought that was so strange growing up, like, wanting to be a role model. Like what does that mean? <laughs> but talking to you, talking to different nurses, like that's that's not so far off. Like that's what we should be doing, right? Like wanting you to You should give be the
1: example. You should example. be the example. You should be what you thought you were missing. In that faith, mm. Like what if we could go back? What would we have wanted somebody mm. to do for us? What would you yes. have wanted your instructor to say to you? And that's what I think about when I'm talking to my my students, and I always tell them they're my kids. Y'all my babies, y'all my kids. Mm. Because I was like, I would have wanted someone to help me, guide me, hold my hand. You know, yeah. and so I try I try to provide that. I give a lot of grace. I live with yeah. a, a lot of grace, but I also am very stern with my grace. Mm. <laughs>
0: It's boundaries to this
1: thing, okay? Because yeah, they know, like I tell them, I will get the switch. Not know I'm not, gonna be <laughs> you, but they understand. Like when I say I'm gonna get the switch, that means we're we're about business. We mm-hmm. can play. I can give you grace, but when I say I'm gonna get the switch, it's time to get on it. And so yeah. it's a, it's a balance for them, and they understand that you care. That I'm not just barking orders at you. They really understand you care when you provide balance.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Like just for those people that may be in the world of the, the clinical instructors, teachers, yeah. mentors, wherever you're at coaches, like there is a balance to the 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 the, the, the scope, the the yeah. grace and then the relationship building. I, I think that's something that I've always wondered, you know, I'm I'm still new to the mentorship uh, you know, program. So just learning how to to be a mentor and how to give back, you know, like you want to give back, but you also want to have, you want to have grace, but you also want to, you know, hold people accountable. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. It's that good boundary. And it's just all about boundary. developing rapport, just being yeah. yourself and remembering what would I have wanted someone to mm-hmm. do for me? Yeah. and
0: then That's what you give. Yeah. 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 yeah how great is that? I, I- To have you as an instructor. Wow. Like, (laughs) and then you incorporate the health and wellness. Like, that's great. That's great. Um, It's so important. Um, So what are some uh, ways that you're helping your nurses, uh, new nurses, wherever they're at with their self-care? How are you telling them or what are some ways that you're helping them incorporate self-care into the everyday with somebody that's busy?
1: So I definitely tell them you have to have a schedule. You have to schedule things out. Um, don't try to do things on a whim because that's how you miss it. Like schedule. You said that, yeah.
0: You said yeah. that earlier too. With yeah, your own you schedule,
1: you can't just do on a whim. Be like even if it's, not, if it's five minutes or ten minutes, you have to stick to that. Like take the lunch. I've told everybody about taking lunch. People don't really uh-huh. really. It's like, oh no, I don't. No, yes you do. Yes <laughs> you, you do. You do. Take a lunch and lunch means stepping away from your environment. Okay, it doesn't mean just putting it on pause and eating at your desk. I've learned to stop eating at my desk. Go outside. I will go sit in my car. I will walk to the grocery store just because you need to detach from what you're doing. So I always schedule it and take that lunch. That is your time. You are giving that time by law. It is yours. Use it. You have to you have to like regroup. So definitely schedule it and taking that lunch.
0: I love that. That is good. I've I've heard that for sure. In nursing, um, something that we tend to do as nurses, we we put everyone else before us. Mm -hmm. We, We don't know when to ask for help sometimes sometimes that you know being vulnerable is an issue and we don't take our breaks, y'all right. what is up like, and it is like there work. it's scheduled in your contract in your pay that is your break use it use it you yeah. don't have to just push through and just be no. like oh I'll take it at the end mm-hmm. no go ahead and take it now you do. Out.
1: walk outside it, it can be I'll
0: outside. cover you yeah they
1: have people this is yours it's, it's actually yours it belongs yeah. to you by law, you have to have mm-hmm. it. So take it. So I was like, yeah. okay, I should go outside. Just mm-hmm. even if it's been the whole 30 minutes or the whole hour, just taking that moment because it's mine. That is my moment. Take it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Breaks are important. Even in our journey, like even in the perseverance and the resilience that, we, you know, whatever comes our way, we're going to push through. But it's okay to take a break sometimes. It's mm-hmm. okay to stop, to pause. It doesn't mean that you're not still going after your goals. It doesn't mean that you you quit everything. You've thrown it all out the window. No, you you're just taking a break. You're just in this season. Like like even for me, like with the podcasting, like I'm gonna take a break coming up in the holiday season, and but then I'm gonna come back. You know, having that mindset, like it's also a mindset. Like it's gonna mm-hmm. be okay if I step away. Like I don't have to control everything. <laughs> I don't have to just be there. That's hard. Or- That's really hard. <laughs> not having control that that's hard that's
1: hard for everybody yeah yeah definitely take that break to regroup and then when you come back you realize that you're way more equipped to handle Mm -hmm.
0: everything Mm -hmm. because you
1: took that time to reset and regroup
0: yeah yeah what do you say to those nurses that they're like okay i i gotta i have trouble letting go of control like i'm super busy like you know i see you or you know even as a clinic nurse just Everything is nonstop. Like, how do you just schedule it in on a day when you have, like, tons of studying? Like, what is one way that you would schedule it in? So you just have to
1: give yourself, start off in increments, like small obtainable increments. Like we always teach, do things smart, Goals smart. It has to be measurable, realistic, obtainable. So it just starts small. Even if it's five minutes, say every day for five minutes at this time, I'm not going to do such and such. And then once you do it, cause you know, you have to do things for at least 21 days for it to be a habit. Mm-hmm. So start small. Cause when you try to make these big, Oh, I'm going to take 20 minutes. That's not obtainable. That's not realistic. Start small, because just in case you don't reach it, you won't beat yourself up. You just try it again. But you have to do something for 21 days for your brain to make it a habit. So you start small, you build upon that, it becomes a habit, and then it becomes a lifestyle.
0: See, that's what it's all about, making a lifestyle, making this healthy, wellness, uh, resilience, part of your lifestyle not just a quick fix not just a quick diet not just the like band-aid like I need to fix this so now I'm gonna act no it's a lifestyle and Mm -hmm. life has its ups and downs life has its ebbs and flows I don't like to even say work-life balance I like to say work-life flow like you know there's a flow to it you know and um, just finding what works for you and I like what you said about building habits it's so important to start small, not to overwhelm yourself, get really specific. And I'm learning as a coach, make sure that you're congratulating yourself, like, make sure you're enjoying it. Like, okay, I did the five minute walk, you know, whatever it is. I did the five minute, you know, I went to bed early, like 15 minutes early. Enjoy it, celebrate, Mm -hmm. like say the positive affirmations, the words that you're saying to yourself, like Mm -hmm. so that you're not beating yourself up. So I love that you share, like, start small, be realistic, enjoy it. Also, enjoy it, celebrate yourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't think nurses, we do that very often. We're just like, oh, what's next? What do I gotta do next? And and I'm guilty of that too.
1: Crossing it off and doing the next thing, crossing it out. No, appreciate your own accomplishments. How important is that to you? Very much. It took a while for me to appreciate that I was actually doing a good job. It took a while for me to understand that um, positive feedback is good. Like, mm. you don't have to have to get pointed out what you're doing wrong. Embracing when you do something right, that took a while for me to get. I'm still, mm. I'm not even there yet. And I've been in nursing for a long time. I've been there 11 years. I'm still understanding positive feedback
0: Mm. and what
1: my job does is every Monday they send you all the patient um, surveys that they did on you and you get to go through them and read them and it's a hard Monday because you're like what if somebody tells me something bad but you get to read it you get to read the comments and everything and some of them are so touching that you didn't even know you did and then kind of like refreshes you to make the next week the best week you can be mm, like, you're so right just go for it. so taking positive feedback I'm, I'm learning maybe in the next 11 years I'll have it but I'm still learning that one
0: we're all a, a process it's so easy for the brain right dog like to focus on the negative that's like our negative bias and even like spiritually like that's the enemy trying to throw you off track yep. you know trying to get you to focus on only what's not working right. So right. when we when we focus on what is going right, the 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 good, the lovely, the pure, all those things that the Bible says, you know, then we do have that that transformation right. of our mind. We are, you know, reprogramming our brains and, and really um, like training our brains to 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 focus on the good, focus on yeah. the positive things that are working right. And it's not to say that you're like positive patty or you're just being all just superficial. But everyone else, like, it's so easy to just be negative. Like, it's it so is.
1: easy. Like It really is. It's so easy to point out the flaws without seeing,
0: like, all the good things. Yeah. Even the small things. Even the opportunity to wake up, see sunshine, have breath in our lungs, and just to have loved ones and to, to mm-hmm. be able to speak and to think and to have. I, I go through my list, like, of gratitude. Like, gratitude is just it's such a a change, a shift in mm. your mindset overall. And that's something that I'm learning. Like, you know, for 30 plus years, I've been thinking this way. Like I've been operating this way. Like you said, right. 11 years operating this way, it's going to take me a little time. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to give myself grace.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's why I said in about 11 more years, I might just have
0: it. Well, I think you're doing amazing right now. Um, you're such a, a kind soul, and I'm so glad that we got this opportunity to Thank chat you. this morning. Oh my gosh, it's been Thank so good. You. We can definitely go longer, but I want to give you, <laughs> you know, honor your time and and make sure that you're able to show up for your patients uh, and for the students. Actually, the I students. Appreciate. That's that's who you're <laughs> taking care of today. Yeah, yeah I appreciate you. it. Thank yeah. You. Any last words as we wrap up today's uh, episode?
1: Um, just always know that mental health is in everything you do, so put you first, choose you, everything else can
0: wait. Mm. Okay. Words of wisdom, <laughs> choose you first, everything else can wait, y'all. Thank you, Dr. Lauren, for all Thank the wonderful gems. Where can we connect with you? Where can we um, get more? Uh, Find out more about what you're doing, all of the things that you have coming up. Uh,
1: I am on all social media. So um, my Facebook is Lauren D. Dunn. Um, I have a TikTok now. It's Mrs. Bully 17. So my TikTok
0: is where I just do my blurbs about nursing. But definitely mm.
1: Facebook, TikTok.
0: I'm all around. Yes. So I'll put those uh, links in our show notes so that people can connect with you. Okay, cool. Bye. Thank you so much for coming on. I yeah. so appreciate you. Bye. Y'all, it's been too real chatting with fellow alumni from Prairie View a College of Nursing, Dr. Lauren Dunn. Yeah, I had to put my whole university out there. I shout out PV. <laughs> Y'all, it's been so amazing just to chat, just to catch up, just to dive deeper into how she is sharing and growing and serving others this this lady has a lot to give a lot to share like many of us we're passionate folks we love what we do we got into nursing for a reason we're here to serve to help others and the great thing that Dr. Dunn was sharing with us you know it's a process here you know there are different areas she didn't even share all of the things that she's doing y'all but through it all she is still making time for self-care. She is still able to take care of herself, to prioritize her well-being. And talking about mental health is like, you know, second nature. It's something that she's practicing in her own life, practicing what she preaches. You know, what we do for others, how we want to serve, how we want to to give. The same energy we're pouring into others, we need the same for ourselves. And that's what this podcast is all about. That's that's what the whole emphasis is about this season on season four, Practice And how to board a purpose path, y'all. If you've enjoyed any of the conversations, make sure you like, subscribe, leave me a comment, let me know it's real. And don't forget to join my Healthy Holidays Accountability Group going live. November 1st. If you're a busy nurse and you want to prioritize your health and wellness goals this holiday season and still be able to enjoy, join us. We're going live November 1st for the Healthy Holidays Accountability Group. The link will be in the show notes so that you can join us, get recipes, get encouragement, and and just enjoy this time. As we go into a new year in 2024, y'all, let's set ourselves up for success. Join our Healthy Holidays Accountability group. Now, the link will be in the show notes. It's been too real, family. I am so happy that we were able to share this conversation. I will see you next time. Bye.